I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill Apter, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hulk Hogan is here! Hulk Hogan is here! Hulk Hogan is in the building! You damn right he is! Don't get out, sir! Tell him whose side is he on! What are you talking about? Whose side is he on? What are you talking about? Yes, sir! Get him, Hogan! Go get him, baby! Come on and get some of this now! Too bad now, boys! Hulk Hogan arrived. What is he doing? Oh is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? Hulk Hogan was betrayed by the WCW. He is the third man. Look at that picture. Oh, my God. What the hell is going on? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Probably the lowest shot ever given to professional wrestling. That man did right there, Hulk Hogan. Let's get everybody out of the pressure right now and kick his rear end. Unbelievable, brother. You what have I been saying all these off. years? Oh, what have I been saying all these years? Oh, oh, oh my God. God.
Welcome, everyone, to WCW Retro. And tonight, the NWO is taking over. That's right. The topic of discussion tonight is the NWO. I'm your host for the evening, Papa Stroh, the Maestro of Wrestling. Great to have you guys with us once again. And tonight's NWO night. So if you got any cool NWO moments and memories you'd like to share with us, call in anytime during tonight's live WCW Retro Podcast at 914-338-1885. Once again, that number is 914-338-1885. And tonight is dedicated to the NWO. Really excited to dive in uh, to tonight's topic as I lift it, man. I was right there in the mix. Uh, when NWO made wrestling history. So uh, so I get to relive it all over again with you guys <laughs> here tonight. And, uh, WCW Retro, this is the place to be, folks. We talk about past, present, future professional wrestling, but so much more. You never know who's calling. It's half the fun. Uh, it's a wild, wild west of podcasts right here on WCW Retro. And uh, please support us on DOC Nation. And all the great uh, podcasts and programming we have uh, in the room every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Wrestling with History with Bruce Fort, Ken Resnick, and Bill Apter through Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, WCW Retro every Thursday night at 9. Uh, Wrestling with Problems, uh, Sassy Steph, um, plus... uh, so many great podcasts we got here uh, on VSNation.com. Just look, go to VSNation.com for the schedule and time of your favorite VSNation.com podcast. And support us on Pro Wrestling Tees at ProWrestlingTees.com slash VOCNation. And get your favorite VOCNation t-shirt now, including uh, WCW Retro and one of yours truly, uh, Four Faces of Strove, doing this revolution. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash VOCNation support. VOC Nation. Uh, also, uh, merchandise on sale for yours truly, Papa Stroh merch at thestroh.com slash merchandise. Get your Papa Stroh merch. Boy, just including pets today. Um, I'm on Twitter, at sign the Stroh. Uh, Instagram at Stroh Maestro. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, guys. YouTube.com slash Stroh Maestro. If you'd like to donate, Yours truly, uh, buy me a cup of coffee, tips, etc. And thanks for those that already donated. If you'd like to donate to yours truly, send them my PayPal, paypal.me slash papastro. That's paypal.me slash papastro. I'm thanking you in advance for your support. And for bookings. I take a lot of various bookings these days. <laughs> uh, for wrestling, uh, casting for television, film, and commercials and endorsements, autograph signings. Uh, Comic-Cons, conventions, charities, seminars, interviews, you name it. I do a lot these days. Hit me up, strofoya at yahoo.com, S-T-R-O number 4-Y-A at yahoo.com. And if you'd like to be a guest on an upcoming episode of WCW Retro, hit me up, WCWRetro at yahoo.com. We'll get you some exposure, if you will, right here on WCW Retro. Uh, I'm currently on set. For an upcoming film called The Devil's Daughter, which I'll be starring as Dr. Jeremy Arkham in that film. And for more updates and the latest on The Devil's Daughter, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Daughter. 
Also be on set later on this year for the fourth season of the Dust Series, which I currently star as the Chief. Uh, and to catch all three seasons thus far of the Dust Series, go to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash D-U-S-K series. And I have a horror movie coming out uh, later on this year as well that I'm starring in called Stench of Iniquity, which you can catch up all the latest on that upcoming film at facebook.com slash stench of iniquity. Shout outs to Masters of Ring Entertainment at Masters of Ring Official with special friends, official with special friends.com. Innovative Hybrid Wrestling out of the Maritimes area in Canada. Check out what they're up to at facebook.com slash IHW Wrestling. And uh, check out Lost in the Funhouse podcast on YouTube with my friends Greg Bow, uh, Blondie, and Antler Hill. Just type in Lost in the Funhouse podcast in YouTube search to check out their episodes on YouTube. Um, but with that, we'll be taking a first commercial break. and we come back, we'll get to the callers and talk NWO tonight right here on WCW Retro. And to lead into the commercial... Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's play some Sting. All right. Uh, we, we're back in a few moments, folks. Stick with us. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history. The voice of choice and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. 
Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could find? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Steins of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back to WCW Retro, and tonight is NWO Night. I'm your host, Papa Stroh, the Maestro of Wrestling. Great to have you guys with us, and tonight we're talking NWO all night long right here on WCW Retro. And before we get started with NWO Talk, uh, I'd like to uh, do a special 10-bell salute to two uh, legends of the industry that have uh, recently passed on. Uh, and, and we're friends of mine, and brothers as well. Uh, the legendary Mac McMurray, who was uh, just a pleasure to be around uh, through the years, and, and and so much knowledge of wrestling and being around different territories through the years. Uh, a, a great, great man, and he will definitely be missed by his family and friends, as well as. Uh, the Patriot, uh, Del Wilkes. Del Wilkes was also a great man and uh, brother and friend to many of us in the wrestling industry. And uh, with that, um, I'd like to do a special 10-bell salute uh, to the brothers that uh, we have lost in um, the past week or so. So, uh, um, Godspeed and rest in peace, McNamara and Dale Wilkes.
Rest in peace, my brothers. Love and respect. Always. All right. This is NWO night, guys. Uh, we're talking NWO all night long right here in WW Retro. And uh, once again, if you'd like to call in any time to the Night's Live podcast, it is 914-338-1885. So call that number, 914-338-1885. And with that, let's get to our first caller. And this is Professor Steve. <laughs> Welcome back, Steve. How you doing, brother? Doing good. Just uh, doing a lot of videos earlier, watching the... Uh, Listening to NWO uh, origins and some of the uh, Japan influence. Pretty interesting how uh, the idea evolved. It's amazing uh, the impact that NWO has had on our industry. Uh, yeah. In the recent years, it, I mean, not just in the U.S. but pretty much worldwide. Uh, it's just it. If you think about it, it's just amazing how deep the roots of the NWO go. Yeah, I was watching some of the. I was watching some New Japan uh, match footage earlier with the uh, Jeff Farmer and Six doing a tag match. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. They had the NWO Japan. They even had a LWO, the Latino World Order, and uh, right W as well. And then uh, obviously uh, Bullet Club. Crazy. Obviously Bullet Club was definitely influenced by NWO and the Click. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so I mean, the, <laughs> the NWO was never left us. It's still, I mean, it, it's uh, is with us in one shape or fashion, <laughs> form. <laughs> right. It, it, this is crazy. Even uh, even Scott Hall's son Cody was in the Bullet Club for a short. Period. No, that's right. That's right. Uh, and oh gosh, I mean, the impact that uh, three guys originally turned into not just a re- wrestling company, but a whole industry upside down, pretty much at the time. Uh, like, uh, like before, you would think it would three guys could do all that. You know, could it even happen, right? And it's just amazing what Hall, Nash, and, and Hogan uh, did to change the industry. Yeah, I had a pleasure to meet Kevin Scott. Uh, met Kevin a couple times, and it's pretty cool to meet the outsiders in person. Uh, met uh, Kevin's movie work when I mentioned him, uh, John Wick, and Punisher, so it's pretty cool to see him in public, and uh, even uh, Scott Steiner, when I saw him work at a local show in Virginia, he uh, he was wearing he was wearing an NWO shirt, and I was kind of surprised because you know Scott has a beef with Hulk, you know, to this day, so he still likes the wearing the NWO colors still when he works, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> But who would have thought that tandem would get together and just change uh, wrestling history forever, more or less? And and when when Hogan uh, turned and joined the NWO, I mean, it just oh, it just shook the foundation of the industry. 
<laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting uh, when you hear Eric talk about kind of like he didn't know Hogan was uh, going to play along. He didn't know Hogan was going to, you know, turn on WCW and, and turn uh, villain. And uh, he was he had Sting as a backup. It's an interesting what if scenario. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, just at the time, I mean, Hogan was he was pretty much the beacon. He was the shining light, <laughs> if you will, in the wrestling industry. And and for him to go to the dark side was huge, as we saw with. Uh, all the trash being thrown in the ring and <laughs> all the heat that he got uh, with Hall and Nash. It was, it was incredible. Yeah, I would say probably best turn ever in wrestling, especially because of the business they did afterwards, but the reaction they got. And with, you know, even you know before then with uh, the arrival of Hall and Nash uh, jumping over from WWE, uh, to the WCW, I mean, it, it really it had, had that invasion type feel to it already. I think I think it was Larry Zbysko that might have suggested Scott, uh, you know, coming from the crowd, and I think that does, that makes a huge difference coming from the crowd and coming from the stage area. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, uh, and 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 it made everybody like second guess, you know, what's really going on. Is this really an invasion? You know, they, at, at the time they really thought that, uh, the rival company, <laughs> WWE was actually invading, you know, if you will, WCW. So, I mean, it, it turned a lot of heads. And, uh, I was listening to some discussion about how WWE even sued them over, uh, using, uh, Similar, uh, similar gimmicks to Razor Ramon and Diesel, and they were, you know, they basically wanted them to deny that they were working with WWE, and eventually they would on air. But it, it was like so, it was such a big deal that they had to sue them over it, which is pretty interesting. Well, but the, at the same token, they were smart. It, this. The way they came to the onto the scene was so strategic. It, it was a stroke of genius because they never really named them by name or their WWE names, right? They just the people just recognized them for who they were, right? So the way they planned it, uh, I I got a hand of the Bischoff and like Sullivan and everybody involved. I mean, it was it was just a stroke of genius the way they put it all together. Uh, interesting out of all too. You mentioned uh, Eric. Uh, at one point, got power bombed through a, you know, stage area, and then later on, uh, joins them when turning on when NWO were attacking Piper. It was pretty interesting. Uh, I'm pretty sure Eric was uh, was like the first TV the villain authority figure before Vince, even though Vince did in Memphis at one point, but that was a big deal to have, like, a, a villain, a heel authority figure on TV. Right. Right, and 
and just uh, in, in the beginning it was just those three, and and then it, and, you know, like I said, it evolved to Bischoff being the mastermind, if you will, behind the NWO, and it, it just uh, it just NWO just kept growing and growing, right? <laughs> it was a snowball that wouldn't stop uh, emerging bigger and bigger. But yeah, uh, Steve, are you still with us? Yeah, yeah. I was just waiting for you. No, oh, go ahead. <laughs> um, do you have any uh, memories of working with uh, NWA yourself? Uh, did you ever uh, wrestle the Outsiders as the Outsiders, or? Um, Working with individual you know, guys, did, even the lower tier guys. You know, I uh, I did some tag tag matches with Skull Hall. Uh, matter of fact, uh, when I first got in WCW, that's uh, <laughs> funny story. I'm in the office, right, with some of the agents, and uh, Hall, Hall walks in with Nash, and uh, Hall looks at me and says, "Hey, hey, remember we used to beat up Lawler in Memphis?" <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Lawler and and like all the ages like turned their heads, you know what I mean? And uh and yeah, we started laughing about that. But um yeah, I, you know, I I I saw them on a regular basis, him, uh, Nash, Pac, uh a lot, a lot of NWO guys during the time. And I'm one I was one of the few guys that really didn't join join the NWO, honestly, because I mean, everybody was their mother at the time was at one point was becoming NWO. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. crazy. It was like a separate roster. Right. Um, what did you think about Wolfpack? Because I didn't watch all of the Wolfpack, but um, there was like two NWOs at one point, and I know Sting was in Wolfpack and others. And, mm-hmm. um, do, you think, do you think Wolfpack was a good idea, or do you think it kind of diluted it? Well, it had potential, and especially with the key players involved. You know, especially when they, when Sting, ended up joining the uh, NWO Wolfpack. Um, you know, they had a, a, a great roster. I mean, they had Conan, they had Luger, uh, and, and Nash was behind it when they had the big rift between them and Hogan. It's NWO. But, but I. I I think they cut off the program too soon. I, I think they could have stretched it out a little bit more, honestly, because they had, had potential. And the Wolfpack was uh, really over with the fans. I mean, every time the Wolfpack music would play, everybody would, in the arenas would go crazy. I mean, they, they were huge, huge over, right? So uh, it, it's pretty. It was pretty amazing to witness. And besides the merch, the merch was so cool. That's the coolest merch. <laughs> WWE even to I think in recent years they're still selling toy belts with NWO belts. Uh, I think they had black and the, the red paint belts. Right. Um, when I met Kevin the first time, I like had him sign uh, one of the belts. So it was pretty cool. Um, and they still they still make money off of that, you know, to this day. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we're being joined uh, uh, 
by another NWO, big, huge NWO fan, uh, Mr. Hollywood. Uh, Mr. Hollywood, welcome back, brother. How you doing, publisher of my show, and um, um, Malcolm Logan here on the line. Let me tell you, let me tell you, everyone knows when you're NWO, it is for life. <laughs> yeah, well, life. it's NWO night, man. Heck yeah. Uh, oh. I tell you, you know what? Um, yeah, my, my show, um, I tell you, um, I'm really indebted to Hollywood Hogan and NWO because um, if it wasn't for Hollywood Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Ness, and NWO, um, it, wouldn't, it would not be a Mr. Hollywood name because I got my idea from Hollywood Hogan of the, of the NWO, you know what I'm saying? So, um, oh, I mean, yeah, like we're just say, talking yeah, yeah, we're I just mean, talking about that. I mean, how, how popular NWO was to the fans. Huge. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, it's just like I said, it's just like I said, it's because of Hollywood Hogan and the NWO. Why Mr. Hollywood is this? Because if it wasn't been there, it, it would have never happened. So I'm, there I'm, you I'm go. Indebted, <laughs> I, I'm indebted to Hollywood Hogan. I'm indebted to Hogan and the NWO because, I mean, I, it's no more. I can, it's, what can I say? I mean, what can I say? I mean, Hogan. I mean, like I said, it, it all came out. Like I said when Hogan changed to Hollywood Hogan, I started thinking, wait a minute. Okay, you have Hollywood Hulk Hogan. I can call myself Mr. Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean awesome. it, I, I'm so indebted. I mean, I'm really, I, I'm so indebted. I will always be indebted to Hollywood Hogan just for that reason because I've always been a fan of Hogan. Don't get me wrong, even even with Hulkamania. But you know, when he right. changed himself to Hollywood Hogan, I mean, that was a game changer in professional wrestling. I mean, like it or not. And we oh, all yeah, know that NWO, the, the NWO, I mean, was definitely a game changer. So you look at Hollywood Hogan, team that was Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. I mean, wrestling was changed forever on that night. I mean, on that night, professional wrestling, including WWE or whatever, or whatever you want to call it, it, wrestling was changed forever because they changed the game. Hollywood Hogan and the NWO, like it or not, they changed the wrestling game. They, they really sure did. did. Mhm. See, you, you going to add something? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, cause the NWO is so worldwide that I even uh, I was on Facebook looking at battle jackets, you know, patches, uh, patched up jackets. And yeah. Someone uh, even had an NWO patch on his battle jacket. So NWO, oh the, the guy that, <laughs> yeah, the guy Why? that, uh, the wow. guy that I was talking to is from Germany, so it is worldwide for sure. Wow. That's amazing. That's incredible. That's incredible, um, Logan. That's incredible. And it's funny you say that, like, right now, I got, like, I got a whole collection right now. I don't wear them no more, but I have a whole collection of NWO shirts. I even got a green and white. I got a green, I got a green and white, yeah. I got the wolf pack. I got the black and white. I even got a shirt that, where the NWO glows in the dark. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I mean, so, I mean, I was a really uh, big NWO, I mean, I mean, I, I don't like I said. I have a whole collection. I'm going to treasure that until, you know, I mean, until forever because I mean, like I said again. Absolutely. I mean, I mean Hogan. I mean, the NWO. I mean, like, like I said again, like I tell people all the time, the thing is really mind-boggling. Popping to my show is this. Now you got to think. Now when you had WCW and NWO, right? Okay, that in that era in the WWF at that time, they had The Rock, me and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Me, just The Rock mm-hmm. and Stone Kid. 
Stone Cold alone, they were they were big stars. I mean, they were they were I mean, they was like huge stars um, in WWF. You I mean at that particular time? So with with Sting, I mean with um The Rock and Stone Cold and others, I mean, which were major stars. But even with that being mm-hmm. said, they still fell number two in in ratings. WCW and NWO still number one in ratings. Because they had so much, they had so much chaos. Hogan and, and NWO, they had so much chaos and so much confusion going on in WCW. It was just unreal. I mean, it was like, I mean, it was like every oh, week. Yeah. I, was like, I, I, I mean, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait for the next episode because I mean, it was like watching, it was like watching a soap opera. I mean, I was hooked. Oh, I was hooked every week. We we're just talking about that because it just kept snowballing, getting bigger and bigger <laughs> every week. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it was like I mean, it was like who was gonna I mean, I mean, like, it was like you didn't know who was gonna leave it, uh, join the NWO. It's like, and the thing that was the thing that was really a, a brain buster for me when when uh, Scott Steiner turned on his brothers to join the NWO. I, That's I, right. I, I was just I was like I was like really shocked. <laughs> yeah, he turned on his yeah. own brother. Like who turns on their own brother? I'm like right. I, that was that was really mind boggling. I was really shocked. That, that and not only that, look at the Harlem Heat. He has Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray uh, joined the NWO. Yeah, Stevie Ray. Not, yeah, he joined That's the right. NWO. So they, so the hard, uh, so the Harlem Heat, they broke up. That's I mean, right. So they, Even Dusty Rhodes I mean, was in NWO at one time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Now I'm gonna tell you, I would never get that. I would never get that when Scott Hall was in the ring. I never get. He said, he said, our newest member, the American Dream. Dusty Rose, I'm gonna tell you, Maestro, my mouth dropped. Ah. I could not believe that ah. Dusty Rose, the, the American Dream, joined the NWO. And he, and, and you know, the, thing, the, reason, <laughs> the reason why I was so shocked about Dusty Rose, Maestro, and, and Logan is here. That night when Hogan, when Hogan turned on Dusty Rose, I'll never get the words of Dusty Rose. Dusty Rose said he has sold his soul to the devil, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't say that, right? right? And then he, he did, turned he right sure on the NWO. He said it, right? <laughs> yeah. He joined he sure the NWO. Is. That's why I was so shocked. <laughs> I mean. That's crazy, I man. Mean, I mean, the NWO, I mean, it was like, I mean, it was like a roller coaster every week. Every week it was a roller coaster for the NWO. I mean, you didn't know from week to week what was going to happen. I mean, like I said, I, I, I was so hooked. I was hooked. I was hooked on that like a drug. I really was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I was like, "Well, I can't wait to Monday Night Nitro. I can't wait. I couldn't wait." I mean, look. I mean, remember when Kurt Hennig turned on the Horseman with the yeah, NWO? Yeah, exactly. I couldn't believe Mr. that. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He turned, I was like, he was a Horseman. He wasn't right. a Horseman for long either. No. <laughs> so that, that was short lived. That was short lived thanks to the NWO. Mm-hmm. Wow, I mean, just wow. I, mean, I, I, I sometimes go back to Ted DiBiase at one time was with NWO, Million Dollar Man. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he was. He was NWO. I mean, the thing about the NWO, I, I had to, like I said, I had to give it to Eric Bischoff. Not taking that away. I mean, not taking it, taking anything away from uh, Vince McMahon. But in my opinion, in my opinion, it's just my opinion. I think Eric Bischoff was a bigger genius than Vince McMahon. Because the reason why I say that, because when you have a situation where I'm looking inside of a magazine and I'm seeing WCW 
NWO number one in ratings and WWF number two in ratings, that tells me that Eric Bischoff was a bigger team than Vince McMahon. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Even NWO made Virgil Vincent. Remember <laughs> that? Vincent. Yeah. NWO. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the NWO made people out of stars. Like, you feel like Buff Badwell. When Buff Badwell, he was like Badwell, he, he was like really a no-name. But well, Buff Badwell didn't become a star until he joined the NWO. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he was huge in NWO. And look at the, look at the Giants, uh, Big Show. Yeah, exactly. Look at, look at you know, the one, two, three kids. Yeah. Yeah, six. Yeah, he, he, he was a bigger star. Not he was one, two, three, but he was a bigger star at six. One, two, I mean, one, two, three kid was a bigger star. And when they changed him to six, that was the best thing they could have ever done. Turn on, turn on, uh, turn him to the NWO. Because I mean, he didn't look how he got the benefits of six when he went to um, wasn't he a part of X Pac? Then his name changed X Pac, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was part of two biggest cliques in the history of the wrestling business: uh, DX and NWO. Oh yeah, exactly. Got him two I mean, rings too. Right. So he, so 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 DX was at the NWO, right? Is that correct? What, well, what, what was that? I'm sorry. You know, like you know, X Pac was that DX when he when he joined DX. That was like that was at the NWO. Yeah, that's when he uh, yeah. went to WC. Yeah, yeah, that's when he left and went to uh, WWE. WWE, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so right. see the benefit of that, right? So he, so 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 X Pop, formerly known as the One Two Three Kid, he benefited from the NWO because of, because of him being in the NWO. You mean he was able to take that success to WWF as X Pop? That's right. Because X Pop, because mm-hmm. you know, because like like I said, X Pop, if it wasn't in my opinion, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for uh, if it wasn't for six, it wouldn't be no X Pac. Yeah, mean, that, I, I would say, I would say DX definitely has been influenced by NWO. Even though they weren't the same, they were definitely influenced. Like they, they're both click uh, group members. You know, yep. they both had the spray paint uh, gimmick. True. You know, yeah, true. And then they yeah, had yeah. Even John Michaels at one group. time was NWO. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, and the later the WWE yeah. incarnation of it, yeah. Yeah, that was right. yeah. Even Shawn Michaels, like you said, a part of the NWO. Now, I, I, I like think, I said, I think wow. with Shawn Michaels, with Shawn Michaels, when he's on NWO, I mean, it seemed to me that he's really taking it as a joke. I mean, that's the way I saw. It. I, I mean, I, I think I mean, when I just seeing Shawn Michaels, I mean, like, like one time he came in with his NWO shirt, but he was coming with his own music. Like, dude, seriously. I was kind of, I was kind of insulted. I was insulted by that. Like, dude, if you're an NWO, why you going to come out with your own music? You should have been coming with the NWO music, you know what I'm saying? So I think what he did, when Tom Michaels, when he did it, he lost me on that one. Mm. You know, um, Booker was, T, when Booker T was, was going to kill, kill his creation. Yep, Booker T, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say Booker T was in it for a short while um, in WWE as well. That's right. He even, I think he tried to sell his NWO gear to somebody on the Most Wanted Treasure show recently. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you right. I mean, he did a promo in the back with uh, Booker T and the rest of the NWO, and 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 he was it, it was pretty hilarious. Why do, why do all the time we have to go out to that? <laughs> 
you see Nash about the corpse, man? He was about to roll. <laughs> oh, man. You know, uh, my, I can't forget about the night when the NWO Scott, uh, Hogan Scott and Kevin Nash, you know, when he, when he messed up the rock, they, they put um, they put the rock in that truck, and they, they put him inside of a car or something. They put the rock in something they ran and, and Hogan and charged him with a truck. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Wasn't that something? That was, that was ruthless. That yeah. was ruthless. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, and then by the time WrestleMania was over, they were cheering Hogan again. Go figure. I know, right? <laughs> they were cheering the bad guy. They were cheering the bad guy. That was crazy. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess you were talking about NWO at one point having uh, its own roster. Remember the NWO sold out pay per view they had? Yeah, I was uh, listening to some about some of that. Um, I heard it didn't sell as well, like at Starcade, and it was a very experimental show, which is kind of interesting. It was, it was like different set, more NWO logos. Uh, Nick Patrick was like their NWO referee. He was uh, not impartial yeah. at all. He was very partial to NWO, and it was an interesting concept, but um. I think the best match on that show was definitely uh, Six and Eddie Guerrero on the ladder match. Oh, that was good. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, did the whole Nash do commentary on that pay-per-view? I believe so. Um, yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, they did. They actually did. Yeah. There was even a Miss NWO contest where Eric just had uh, random uh, women participating in that. I heard it was very uh, awkward or not the best part of it, but it was, it was funny how Eric wanted like real uh, real women in that and not like models. <laughs> You know, like the most attractive yeah. one in there. It's funny. I remember on a night show they had Hall and Nash taking on some like models and defend their tag titles against the. Uh, they 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 were joking around about having like, uh, like tough competition for the tag titles, and they they give these two ladies a title match. Oh, it was hysterical. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. And yes, that one time they showed up on Nitro, uh, like, drunk from drinking too much cough syrup, like NyQuil. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just laying around <laughs> on the set. Oh, jeez. Yeah, NWO was mm, a piece of work. <laughs> the, 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 those That's guys are something. Yeah. Like I said, it was... And, yeah, and, um, Eric, Eric, Eric Bischoff and... Uh, <laughs> Eric Bischoff uh-huh. and uh, Ted DiBiase did the commentary for Sold Out. Yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, wow. but Steiner was talking about the, his turn to the NWO, you know, became the big bag, booty daddy, big papa pump. Yep. And uh, it, it oh, yeah. changed his whole demeanor, man. He did. whole deal. Thing. Yeah, it did. It turned his hair blonde. Yeah, that was, that was something. Yeah, I'm surprised he still he still wears he still works with that NBO shirt. Yeah, and wow. <laughs> I remember the night he, he he shot on everybody in the mic. I I was there that Nitro, and uh, oh my God, he, he gets up there and he says, 
he starts uh, just berating Ric Flair. He said, Ric Flair, when I see you, I'm going to take my remote, <laughs> switch the channel, watch Steve Austin. And all the guys all got tired from this company because WCW sucks. And everybody knows that NWO is for a life, right? Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, everybody's jaws was dropping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was... yeah, he okay. tore in the flare. Good oh, Lord. Man. Yeah, flare took a lot of punch from the NWO. And speaking of Pac, um, him and uh, Flair had some good matches. Yeah. Yeah. For the yeah, WWE title? Yeah. I think. Yeah, definitely. But that day, I remember one match they had, it, uh, I forget. Oh, it was uh, Sturges. Road Wild, I think. Pac and Flair. I think I remember. It was really good. Yeah. The big motorcycle rally pay-per-view he's having once a year in Sturgis. Sturgis uh, attends that, and Jericho, I think, did a performance last year. Right. Right. Like, it, it, wasn't him and Fozzie there? The Sturges? So, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, this, uh, man, I mean, if you think about it, the NWO had, had some <laughs> pretty wild story. <laughs> Stories. Stuff. Um, yeah, I, I think Mr. Hollywood had to leave, but uh, he gives everybody his best. Yeah. Oh. But, uh, uh, yeah, you were talking about the, the, the Japan. You would see if you were talking about the Japan influence of the NWO. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, I was uh, looking into the UWFI, uh, New Japan, uh, Invasion Angle, uh, apparently that was a big influence on Eric, and he was studying the uh, the New Japan, uh, or he was studying the Japanese scene uh, before NWO became a thing, and um, he saw that New Japan was doing, a, you know, packing the Tokyo Dome, so he wanted to, uh, you know, co- you know, compare what they're doing, you know, in Japan versus the U.S. with uh, WWE and WCW, WWF and WCW, and uh, saw the invasion angle of UWFI and uh, New Japan, uh, the whole coming into New Japan, rivaling uh, New Japan top guys and. And that you know that became an influence, and uh, in the uh, NWO invasion uh, story. So it's pretty interesting uh, how influential uh, Japanese wrestling scene is on wrestling when you look back. Yeah. And then um, 
we got to yeah. see Chono and Muda do the, some crossovers, you know, with Nitro. Oh yeah. At one point. Yeah, they had their own stable in New Japan as well. I was watching, um, I was watching Chono versus Dave Taylor. It was more a feature for uh, Chono, but it was pretty cool to see uh, some of his work as NWO Japan. They even had their own sting at Jeff Farmer. Mm-hmm. So that was a pretty neat concept. Having their own sting. Uh, Bischoff says that uh, Farmer to this day or still works as a NWO Stanger and uh, Imposter Sting, so pretty neat. You know, that gave uh, just Farmer uh, something to work with for all this time. Um, but yeah, uh, Shono and Mudo had the uh, tag titles. Uh, uh, Chono had the title of Tenzon. Uh, Tenzon and Kojima had the tag titles at one point. Uh, mm-hmm. Chono, Norton, and Mudo, former heavyweight champions over there in New Japan. So I would say it definitely helped uh, Scott Norton because he was a member of NWO Japan as well. Right. And uh, Scott Norton and Buff Bagwell were a heck of an NWO team at one point. Well, I, I forget sometimes the pay was in video, but yeah, he. Uh, um, do you have any memories of uh, working with uh, Jeff Farmer at all? Because he doesn't get talked about a whole lot. Oh, actually, yeah, actually, one of my um before the the actual tryout match I had with uh Chavo Guerrero Jr. um one of my tryout matches was was actually Jeff Farmer and uh yeah we, we yeah we had a great match at the time yeah I was watching um a match that, uh Farmer and uh, six had New Japan at one point so it's pretty cool seeing some of the NWO Gaijins working over there I love the angle they did with him and Sting at, at the War Games. Right before uh, Sting uh, kind of, he just pretty much walked out afterwards because he was doing the whole mysterious thing, like which side is Sting on? Is he NWO? Is he WCW? Like nobody knew for sure at the time. That was a cool angle with the, the fake Sting. It was kind of like, Kind of empty of Undertaker and Underfaker with uh, Brian, Brian Lee. But, um, have a sing uh, double or a doppelganger. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that was huge. That was really huge at the time. And, uh, they, you know, during the time where Sting, you had everybody guessing. Who sides you on, and and you know which led to him to be with him and Hogan for the title. Uh, Gangrel about saying, I think Gangrel even did a, a one-off appearance where he did. He, I think he played a Sting double at one point, probably mm-hmm. coming down from the Raptors. So it was pretty neat. How they kind of kept you guessing about their. They would have these Sting doubles. 
Right. And, I mean, gosh, and for for somebody to, like, go the whole year just about and not say a word, I mean, <laughs> it was so over. Huge. All you had to do was appear and, and people would go crazy. Gabe Manch with Sting Hogan. Uh, we, as we all think, as, as a lot of fans think, or because the, the the plan I heard was that the referee was supposed to do a fast count, and he didn't do a fast count. And Bret Hart was supposed to come in and you know check the re- you know make sure the referee was following the rules, and but the referee didn't fast count, so. Do you think Sting's win was tarnished by the referee miscommunication? Uh, well, it's really hard to say. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they had good intentions going to the finish of, of the match, but uh, things, like you said, things kind of kind of screwed up when the supposed fast count turned into a regular <laughs> count, more or less, but you know, it would have been better, you know, with, with the fast count. It would add more to the story, if you will. But uh, I mean, I I still think that uh, I mean, it, the match was still huge by by all means because of the build. It had incredible build leading up to it. Um, the funny thing is. Sting talks to the camera after the win, and I think he says Mamacita to the camera because he's talking to the luchadors, and I think he's yeah. really excited. It's like, you don't hear him talk, but he starts saying Spanish words to the camera. It's just funny. Oh, yeah. That was really cool. That was really cool. But, yeah, what a, what a feud him and Hogan had. I mean, it would. I mean, they build it up just right too. I mean, it was just like a really slow build, and which something you don't see much these days because everything, all the stories and angles these days are kind of rushed. <laughs> so it's nice to see a story being built up to something, you know, special. Yeah, a lot of term planning. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about? AEW booking a thing. Do you think they they put them on TV too much? Um, they they do have them talk a little bit more than obviously it's ninety seven run. Um, do you think they're a good pairing? Like your oh, uh, Emma Darby. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I, I yeah. think it's a great pairing actually, and I just uh, you know. Going forward, you know how they, you know Sting. Sting should be a, a novelty whenever he shows up, more or less. I mean, he, you shouldn't see Sting all the time, but when he sh- when he does show up, it, you know, it should be a special occasion. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really enjoyed the tag match for nothing. I, I was really surprised that he took a, a stage bump and then he took he he, he removes the shirt. Revealing that he's got no padding on. That was like the magic for me. It was like, oh yeah, he took that stage bump and yeah, he's not wearing any 
had his vest or anything like that underneath, but yeah, and he does dive right after. That was that was a cool moment for Sting to get that tag match and to get the win. Uh, Scorpio Sky, who was a fan of his, that was a cool moment. That that really was, that really was, and I I really think they can do a lot more with him and Darby together. I, it, it was a great pairing, honestly, and it, it's done wonders for Darby. Cinematic match as well, because I really thought Sting could have had a cinematic match with Taker at one point, but it just wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm really excited about the possibilities of you know what Sting, what more Sting could do with AEW and. You know, with Darby and all that, so it, I'm 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 excited to see what happens next. <laughs> oh yeah, um, good stuff. I got the chance to meet Sting briefly. That was pretty cool. Had a had a show before he became before he uh, came back before he came into AEW. Like it was a couple of years before. It was a Virginia show, and Tony Schiavone was working it, so. It was really cool when he showed up on when he was coming and uh, had that moment, that huge debut. But, um, yeah. Um, did you ever work with the – I mean, I know you had that Saturday night match with Sting, but did you work with him uh, any time after that? Oh, yeah, all, all different uh, his phases. Blonde Sting, Crow Sting. <laughs> you name it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think String, String's a great guy. Uh, and uh, it just, it, it's charisma. I mean, it's charisma that guy has. It's just, it's just, it's pretty amazing. It really is. Yeah, it's... Um... And he really is. And he's so low-key, uh, like... When you when you see him out of the ring, he's so low key, right? But when he does his thing, man, I mean, he's always on. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting. Like he was a good rival for NWO, and it's a very interesting what could have been if uh, if Hogan turned turned Eric down on turning on doing that heel turn and having Sting in his place, but that would have changed history. Uh, maybe for the worst, but, or I don't know, but it's interesting. Oh, yeah. You know, I thought at one point, the uh, the Elite there at AEW was going to do a NWO-ish, like, click at one point when, um, you know, Omega and the Bucks and uh, Anderson and Gallows and everybody were kind of coming together. I thought they were kind of doing the whole NWO-type Clicked there with AEW, and it'd been interesting if uh, Sting would have got involved with that too, representing, helping represent the the younger generation of uh, AEW taking on the elite. But who knows? We may still can get that. <laughs> that would be cool if uh, Darby versus the Elite happens at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I think there was the NWO elite. I wonder if they got uh, their name from that at some point. Hmm. 
then again, you know, we see the pinnacle and all the heat they got with uh, their feet with the inner circle, which has been pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that rivalry. Yeah. Um, the, st- the Stampede match is very cinematic, and I enjoyed that. Um, I thought the War Games match was the... I thought the Blood and Guts match was really good, too, because I like how they took the ring apart, like the original War right. Games did, with, like, Larry Zabisco taking the turnbuckle off, and it was very bloody. And, um, yeah, it was pretty entertaining. You know, one guy I I was really surprised that didn't join the NWO uh, was, uh, at one point, Chris Jericho. Right. But, uh, you know, it, it worked out great for him. You know, regardless. But it, it, it was just, it was just uh, interesting at the time that, you know, when uh, people were joining NWO and everything, you know, they didn't, like, have their eye on. Um, obviously, at one point, they had their eye on Jericho at one point. They had to have. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um... I'm sure Jericho probably thought of it as he wanted to be um, set himself apart. Maybe he wanted to stand out more if he wasn't with them. But, um, yeah, that would have been interesting. Him and him and Scott and Kevin working together. Cause I think Jericho and Scott may have had some... Um, differences backstage, but I think him and Scott on camera would have been entertaining for sure. Oh, gosh, yes. And and speaking of NWO, uh, look what he did for Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, their feud. Definitely made... uh, The Outsiders uh, and Macho Man. Yeah, they made DDP a bigger deal and uh, definitely made the Diamond Cutter popular as well because DDP got his hands on NWO. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, NWO, is, if you think about it, it's built up quite a few stars in the industry. Right. Oh, and um, I almost forgot ECW, they did a parody of it with the BWO. Blue <laughs> <Lee> and Nova. <laughs> Yes. Steve and yeah. Cool Orchards, yeah. Oh, that was great. So, oh, my God, that was great. And then uh, <laughs> Raven Raven would have them uh, entertain them, basically, and, like, they were kind of like his stooges, and they even did, like, a Kiss parody at one point, and they would, uh, they would like, parody a bunch of... <laughs> They even parodied like Baron Bonarashi at one point. I think Raven said, <laughs> "Yeah, pretty entertaining stuff." Oh yeah, I love the BW man. Gosh, those guys are great. Yeah, you know, OG, yeah, their um, merch was taken off too. They had, I think they had some merch. It was really booming at the time. BWO merch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I swear I saw somebody at my first job wearing one of those shirts, which I thought was pretty cool, because you don't see the, don't see much BWO merch around. Um, did you, um, 
were you working when Dennis Rodman, like, were you working backstage when Dennis Rodman was uh, working at that NWO? Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, yeah. Did you have a run-in with them or just kind of see him around? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. I remember one time he was backstage, and uh, I guess he stayed up partying the night before, and he was, like, <laughs> trying to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, he was a pretty cool guy. Um, and I it was I think it was like that build when they're built for him and uh, uh, Macho Man and Malone. I think the Carl Malone. Yeah, I remember that man. Mhm. But yeah, I mean, he, he had a lot of charisma. I, I think that you know, Robin, he had a lot of charisma. <laughs> yeah, he even had a, a singles match with uh, Randy Savage, and I guess uh, Randy Savage is uh, good enough to carry him through it. Right. Uh, I think. Uh, I'm not sure. Was Jay Leno? Uh, NWO or was he facing NWO? No, he was. Um, yeah, he uh, Leno was with uh, yeah. Diamond Dallas Page. He was right. him, yeah. He was with DDP versus Hogan and Eric. So Leno was kind of like mm-hmm. wrestling Eric. That's that's pretty uh, crazy that they would have these have someone like Jay Leno on their show. Yeah. And he, he was actually yeah, in a tag believe. match. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Uh, I mean, a lot of the crossovers back then. I mean, you know, he was uh, starting to, you know, hit mainstream you know at that point. Funny? If they had Conan O'Brien versus Conan, that would have been funny. Oh, that'd have been great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh, and, and Conan! Oh my gosh, when he was with the Wolfpack in it, oh, he was huge. I mean, he was so over. Hey, dog. That was mm-hmm. uh, pretty big for him, sure. Good stuff. Line seven is when he joined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like, uh, he was uh, one of the big uh, OGs of the Wolfpack at that point with Nash and they got Luger. Yeah. Uh, even Rick Rude was in that, and uh, Rick Rude made some history mm-hmm. with NWO being uh, oh. on Raw and Nitro the same night. And and, and Rude was another guy that was with both DX and uh, NWO. Right. You got to be in both uh, groups. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. And and at one point, Bret Hart was with NWO.
Are you are there, Steve? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I was I was looking into that. Yeah, two thousand NWO two thousand. He was in that. Right. I, I totally forgot about that. Uh, one time it was Bret Hart, uh, Jeff Jarrett. in that as well and uh, uh, I was watching some commentary on the uh, I was watching some analysis of uh, sold out 97 and Jeff Jarrett was the first WCW uh, guy on that card to get a win uh, you know when he wasn't in NWO at that time but yeah it's uh, interesting how many NWO incarnations there were there was at that time in WCW Mhm. Oh yeah. Did you um? Did you ever work at TNA uh, at any point? Um. We never. Honestly, we never talked about coming in and doing anything. Um. Yeah. Somebody was going to try to set me up with a meeting at one point, but it, it didn't pan out for some reason. I don't know what happened, honestly. <laughs> yeah. In the 2010, there was an NWO reunion called The Band with uh, Nash Hall, Pac, uh, Eric Young, and oh my gosh, they had Bubba the Lost Sponge in that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was that when, when Hall was dressing like Elvis? I'm not sure, but... He had this Elvis-looking outfit. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it, was, it was interesting that, you know, they would, uh, they would even do a reunion in TNA and uh, years afterwards. Um, yeah, um a wolf pack in TNA at one point and now in 2010 with Sting, Nash, and uh, Hope. Yeah. Um, it's uh, interesting how they would go back to that many years or ten years after. Um, mm-hmm. i, I got to ask you, though, do you think... Um, Xbox uh, should have went in with NWO and in the Hall of Fame because I I can see why some people would think it would be better as a trio, but I don't really I don't really mind Xbox going in twice with NWO because no, Eric said he was, yeah, uh, yeah Eric Eric said Xbox was a important member right. Oh yeah, he was very much involved with both uh, clicks. So yeah, by all means. And it, it, it's good they have someone like Xbox because then that way they could have somebody go for the uh, the cruiserweight title or the, or the U.S. title, like some of the the mid card, lower card titles. Oh, that's right. That's right. I just oh gosh, it still irks me. Watching uh, WrestleMania with Sting and uh, Triple H, 
which the, like you had yeah. the DX and the uh, NWO coming out, and uh, it, it was like, uh, but seeing the NWO side was thing, you know, <laughs> like Mortal Enemies all these years, and <laughs> like, oh come on. Yes. That was kind of weird. It was cool to see DX versus NWO, but it also was weird to see yeah. Sting and NWO teaming up. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> and then Triple H, he finishes Sting, not with a pedigree, but with a sledgehammer. <laughs> and I think most fans want to see Sting versus Taker, so... It's, you know, shame right. that that didn't happen. I like the Taker-Bray Wyatt match, but that would have been a cool moment for Sting versus Taker. But I think the big part of that Sting-Triple H match for me was seeing Scott Hall take a bump. Yeah. What a bump. Road Dog, uh, <laughs> Road Dog like, countered and flipped the hall on the floor. That was a cool moment for me because I didn't think Hall was going to be fighting on the floor. So cool. Right. Yeah, I was was pretty impressive. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But, yeah. Oh, goodness. But, yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, Pac was just as deeply involved the NWOs as well as DX, for sure. I mean, he had, by all means, he should have been inducted with the rest of them. Yeah, definitely played uh, play a part in the uh, DX invasion as well uh, during the Virginia uh, invasion segment. Right. With the uh, Jeep. And, and the, on, on the tank? Yeah. <laughs> he took the tank. <laughs> yeah. You know, if if they would have, uh, God, if they would have worked things out, gosh, that would have been so huge. It, it could have been even bigger than it was, with them trying to invade WCW with the tank and everything. Yeah, I think... I think Eric regrets that. Like that would have been cool TV. I think he would have let them through and just kind of improvised. But uh, can, I like can how, you imagine uh, JBL. them them driving uh, like, into WCW Nitro? <laughs> oh yeah, I like how um, JBL even um, kind of was talking to Road Dog about the invasion stuff and uh, from WCW and. He was like, man, what if, what if uh, Haku versus Ken Shamrock happened? Like if they had a, oh my a, God. a scuffle. Oh, that'd been huge. Oh my right. gosh! Can you imagine Hall and Nash, Hall and Nash in the ring, and here comes the Tank, <laughs> Donner yeah, here comes Triple H, the next fuck, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're basically the click back together. <laughs> right. right. Oh man. God, that'd be great. Oh goodness. Great. The possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great good stuff. 
So, um, so Steve, you got any uh, plugs you want to give out? You got anything coming up you want to uh, tell us? Um, not much. Just uh, you can reach me at uh, Sir Steven uh, Twitter and um, social media. But uh, uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, I look forward to uh, retro and um, glad I can talk in the video. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's been great. Nice and really great. Uh, talking to you. A lot of great memories. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, great. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you uh, to the callers that called in. Uh, be sure to catch the archives of tonight's show. Uh, look for WCW Retro, the NWO, on VOCNation.com to listen in. Uh, and next week, next week, uh, we will have a special discussion on the Dungeon of Doom for next week, <laughs> which uh, not only transcended uh, WCW, but also back in the Championship Wrestling for Florida days, so uh, with, with Kevin Sullivan and Purple Haze and, and all that, and We'll be talking about uh, different uh, variations of the Army of Darkness and the Dungeon of Doom uh, next week as well. And and just like we're talking about the NWO, with what, what stars emerged from the Army of Darkness and the Dungeon of Doom as well. So uh, Dungeon of Doom next week uh, on WCW Retro. And with that, I hope you guys have a great rest of the week weekend and a happy 4th of July weekend. And uh, we'll see you next Thursday on uh, WCW Retro. And with that, let's see what we can do here. All right. With that, let's play some Harlem Heat and close things out. Uh, you guys have a great rest of the week and Fort July weekend. See you next Thursday. Yeah.